to this week's episode of our Shotmaker podcast. What we wanted to dig in a little bit was the idea of cash flow issues. Now, we know in business this happens, I think, as entrepreneurs. You know, there are times when we think our cash flow is better than it ends up being. We're a little stressed, overwhelmed. Well, the good news is that entrepreneurs aren't alone in that, right? This happens in the sports world, too. So we thought by looking at some of the sports examples, it might help us see you know, A, that this happens and you get through it, but also learn from some of those mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so the first one that Chris came up with was? Well, this is the one that, I forget about all the ones because they didn't happen in our city. <laughs> this was our city, I'm 16, 17 years old, Eagles were everything to me. Me and I were much younger. <laughs> I don't think we remember it. You probably don't remember it, but, but I do, I was a teenager. You guys will probably start having baby food at that time. <laughs> So I just remember the reports that this is going to happen. Then there are the reports it's not happening. Okay. Right? So we all take, we all can breathe like the Eagles are staying. Okay. So then we wake up one morning and there's all these reports that the big tractor trailers were outside the bed, ready to pack them up and move them to Phoenix. Wow. All right. So he, uh, Leonard Tosh was going to do this behind everybody's back and just move the team. So giving them a lot of money. Now, for those of you who don't know Leonard Toes, <laughs> you must have never been in Atlantic City because that's where all his money went. <laughs> and that's why he had a cash flow problem. <laughs> and that's why he was selling the team. But at the last minute, Norman Brandman rides in, saves the day, buys the team, the Eagles stay. But not everyone has that lucky right. story, right? They had a move. Yeah. You know, there are quite a few other teams that had those cash flow problems. And you think about it, you don't think a major football team would have yeah. that issue. Yeah. Like, somebody's going to be watching the money. Like, I know he was the owner, yeah. but who's the controller? Right, right. Like, who's watching the money? Like, that you went back up. You had no cash flow. It's hard to believe. Well, and I think, you know, probably not different from some entrepreneurs, as yeah. it gets worse, one of the, you know, common things that everyone does is avoid it. Right. Yeah. So, like you said, if you're to the point where you're making this decision in the dead of night, then you probably avoided cash flow for a long time for quite a while. and didn't want to set a target, didn't want right. to plan for it, didn't want to be realistic. Yeah. And I think that's how cash flow problems happen. Is not overnight. I mean, sometimes the you know dire part is overnight. But really, if we're honest, you know, the best way to make sure that you don't have a cash flow issue is as simple as checking your cash balance every day, which is something we talk a lot about at the Lottery Group, um, but also something that I think you can learn from in sports that these guys aren't immune to, oh, I know things are bad, but I'm gonna go to Atlantic City and avoid the bad, <laughs> and think it'll get better, and then realize it's not getting better because I'm not being aware of it and I'm not changing it. It's making bad worse. Right, That's what right. you're doing. Right. So the burying your head in the sand does not work. All right, so our second one, which again is one I remember, because when I was in high school, I went to Florida, so the Marlins, um, you know, started off as a great new franchise. It was really exciting. They were going to be great. They built a winning team. Right. And then they sold the winning team, <laughs> yeah. which is like, I had never seen that before, that you just sell everyone. No, I've never had it. I mean, <laughs> I, I think what they saw is that the, the product on the field, whether it was because of performance or not, people weren't coming out. Yeah. And I think that was what they saw. They tried changing right. the things, you know, and, and how to do that, but they really weren't able to increase 
um, you know, in that theory, customers, right? yeah. sales, yeah. sales, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they were a great product. I mean, they were a World Series champ. I mean, they were yeah. a great product. They had some of the, you know, they were always trading off the best player because they couldn't afford them. Yeah, which was it's sad, really. Yeah, you know, but there was a serious cash flow problem there that they just couldn't figure out. Well, and like you said, I think this speaks to knowing your customer at the beginning. I mean, I think if anyone who would really take the time to look at South Florida, especially in an outdoor stadium when it's 100 degrees, um, you know, Florida's busiest in the winter, <laughs> baseball's in the summer. I mean, there's some yeah. key things here that oh, may yeah. not have been thought through right. um, as much as you want to think, oh, well, South Florida, you know, a huge Latin community, they'll come out. I mean, again, their busiest season is the winter. So why we have a baseball team? Um, and I think most Florida residents would have said, we know people aren't going to go to those games. It's hot. You know, they're not and, huge. And this is right before a game, right? The three people in the stands. And, you know, I think that speaks to, you know, whoever wanted the baseball team wanted it for them, right? And I think a lot of times when you look at things that don't work, you're not listening to your customers. You're not really seeing what do they want. Because, again, just between the heat and the fact that the population goes to half makes this a hard uphill battle, even if you had had a good organization, um, you know. Which they did. Which they did. They were a winning franchise. You know, for being, being you know, a team that just popped onto the scene, sure. they were a winning franchise. Well, I think it looked at Miami being a very high populated area, like Ann said, you know, some leave part of the year, but... A lot of people that are in Miami are, are from different areas, so yeah. they don't have a. They already have their team, you know. They're a New York Yankee fan, or they're a Philadelphia Philly right. fan. So, yeah. you know, are you going? How many nights a year are you going to see a team that you don't really root for right. at a ballpark? And I think that kind of goes right with a restaurant, right? Yeah. You could go into a busy area, you could go into an up and coming area, but if you're not selling a product that yeah. those people in that area want, it really doesn't matter how busy the area is. Right. right. Right, you can't just use statistics or analytics. Like you have to make sure that your customer understands what you're selling, and make sure that they buy in. And I think that's the biggest takeaway with the Marlins is people just didn't buy in. Unfortunately for them. Right. <laughs> All right. So the next one. Oh, don't remember this one. <laughs> I, I don't think we were. I don't. What's I think you guys were too young. Let's hear that. I know, Chris. Yeah, you guys were too young for this one too. And the Browns. The Browns are. You know, one of the, the first teams in NFL, right? Right. They were the part of the original uh, package that there was, and they just could not get fans out. Like there was a serious cash flow problem. The product wasn't good. You know, and that's the big thing with this. Like some of the other teams, the product was good. Yeah. They just they had other issues. This was the product. This is a bad product <laughs> that nobody cared about. The owner stopped caring. Yeah. So that's when you know the, the big solution was to move it. Yeah. And 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 they did, and they actually got better. Yeah. Right, but while they were there in Cleveland, just not good. I don't know. Maybe Cleveland's just not the town for football anymore because now they have another team there that you know they really can't get them together. Yeah. They just—I don't know why. They have fans that come out. They got the dog pound there, and right? the guys are going crazy. They got dog pants <laughs> going, but they just—you know—they're not creating cash flow. Yeah, I mean, it's the big issue. Yeah, and that's I think again about you know. Fundamentally, if it feels like there's something not working, we can't avoid it. We really need to look at, okay, how do I turn the tide to make sure that I'm cash flow positive every week? And, you know, in a restaurant, same thing. If it feels like people just aren't coming, 
they maybe they perceive my product to not be great, whether or not it is, you know, or not. But what what could I do this week to change that narrative? And I think with social media, I mean, the best thing is you have a phone on your on all the time, right? right. You, with video, I mean, how could you rebrand yourself into something that does work, that is a good product that people want? You gotta know your area. You gotta know what they want. Yeah. You gotta give them what they want. We talk about it all the time. Pivot. Don't be afraid to change. Yeah. Right? You're not locked in anything. Yeah. If we pivot from this to this and this doesn't work, okay, we'll pivot again. You can pivot nineteen hundred <laughs> times. Doesn't matter. So you're just That's it. Yeah. Find what works. Right. Right. And when you find what works, right. stay with it, but build around it. Don't just think, okay, this is great. It's going to last forever because it's not. Yeah. Right. That's what you start running the problem. Like I don't understand why isn't this working? It worked for two years. Well, times change. Right. Right. Yeah. So you all you're, that's great. Find what works, but keep building around it. And you always have to evolve. I don't care. Yeah. Whether yeah. you're successful or not successful, you have to continue to change because it is changing. So whether it's a complete, oh, we're going to go from serving Mexican food to Chinese food. Okay, maybe. But we're ready to completely change <laughs> right. everything yeah. or at least just adapt to, yeah. right. all right, people want this item on the menu. Let's start adding this. Yeah. Or this is how oh, takeout's going. We need to be better at takeout. So I think there's always something you need to look at too. One of the biggest adjust. trends right now is fusion. Yeah. Biggest trend right now is fusion. You know, put the mix of all you know two different heritages together, yeah, yeah, yeah. making dishes. That that's the biggest thing going on in the restaurant world yeah. right now. So you know that's something to think about. You know, and you got to know what's going on, yeah. right? You got to like keep up with the times. Know what the right. news plate and style is. Yeah. These, you know, these matter. You don't want to go into a restaurant and see something you know from 1980s. You know, a wedge <laughs> salad. <laughs> they're coming back. Yeah, they are making a comeback. They're, they're I think they're getting back. bored. But some people left them all on the whole time. I've, I've yeah. seen them recently. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you want something that's you know modern. You know, you just gotta you gotta keep up with what's going on. Yeah. Be involved in, in everything that's happening. Well, exactly, and I think really looking at. Um, how do we make sure we have a good product? How do we make sure that we're evaluating it every week and listening to the feedback, good or bad? Because I think the common denominator in at least you know, the three you've talked to so far is not avoiding it, right. right? Not just turning, not either being stubborn, like Rob's like, well, people are gonna come to these games, I don't care that it's 100 right. degrees, right. right? But listening to the feedback, adapting, pivoting to the feedback, and not being afraid to look at the problem. Because at the end of the day, you know, your business or sports, it's a math equation, right? right? You still need the dollars of your fans, you still need the dollars of your customers, you have to make sure the margin is there, and really to see that it's going to be successful. Like, what does success look like? And I would say, you know, going back to the Marla example, just because that's the one I know the best is, what was their view of success? Did they even really have one? Or was just kind of like throw stuff out and see what works? But I think what you see between that and, you know, I wouldn't say, Yankees that's an unfair comparison but you know an, an organization that is very successful is that they have a clear definition of success they know what they're driving to and they're you know unrelenting in getting it like they will get to that success instead some of these others don't have that view. for example for that would be I think we both hate this but the Atlanta Braves yeah. They're just always there. Yeah. They're always driving to be the best. Yeah. And somehow, some way, they wind up winning a division almost every year. 
And I, you know, it's, that, that's dedication. That's keeping up with the times, knowing what moves to make, when to make them. Yeah. You know, and, and you know. well, and also providing a product that you know very much represents their area. Yeah. You know, brands itself yeah. as part of Atlanta, part of the community. Yeah. No, they do it great. You know, franchise players yeah. always. I mean, yeah. they really seem to to know exactly what works yeah. in that market. Yeah, absolutely. And, and another team we're probably not going to like to bring up, but um, maybe better than anybody did, is the Lakers. <laughs> I mean, Dr. Buss, when he bought the Lakers, Lakers I think yeah. right late 70s, right yeah. when Magic came on, yeah. right? They're doing the whole documentary on oh, HBO yeah. uh, Great time now, yeah. and yeah. basically showing that basketball wasn't going to be the moneymaker, yeah. but he had an arena that he could do other things with, and he brought other sports to it, yeah. and he made it a show. He made yeah. it the biggest night. He was in LA. He started the Laker Girls, right? He started with them. Yeah. I knew Chris would know. That people out for sure. <laughs> but they have an exclusive club there, yeah, and yes, a restaurant, yeah, yeah. and you know, so all these things that he did to make it the place to be. Because yeah. he was in LA, he knew he was in LA, and right. basketball wasn't going to solely drive his profits. Which is such a great analogy to restaurant. Because fundamentally, some of the best in the hospitality world look at their restaurant as you know, a kitchen with some decorations, right? right like yeah. that kitchen can do a lot of different things. So if you know that, hey, I'm just not getting the foot traffic here, I, there's no chance I'm gonna get the foot traffic right. that makes this math equation work, yeah. then you need to really think about what else could I do in that kitchen? Whether it's catering events, it's local right. schools, it's nonprofit, I mean, there are ways to generate revenue yes. from that kitchen. And we just have to make sure that we drive to that and don't just say, oh, well, no one's going to show up to the game or no one's going to show up to my business. Basically, don't be a quitter. Right. <laughs> keep trying. There's plenty of options out there. You just keep trying, keep putting it out there. Something's going to stick for you. Right. And that's the big thing about, you know, thinking like a shot maker, thinking, you know, why we started this podcast is to really remind you that we're looking forward, right? Yeah. So whether you, you know, your history looks like the Browns, <laughs> the Marlins, it doesn't matter, right? right. That, it's gone. It doesn't matter. But what matters is how do I drive myself to better cash flow and make sure that my business is sustainable? All right. So for more information on cash flow, because we really think that this is such an important element of everyone's business, please check out our website, thelargergroup.com for a free 30-minute session with Scott, uh, where we will show you our daily cash flow tool that can and will make a difference in your business.